we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. My name is Simone, and this is our Path to Power season. And every week, I am speaking to the most fun of fabulous changemakers, trailblazers, individuals making a difference both in and across and for their communities. They're challenging the norm, creating more inclusive cultures. And every week for me, I'm always having these great takeaways. I'm scribbling away and finding these great little sound bites. And I'm inspired every single week. And I love taking some of that advice to go away into whether it be my personal or professional or my business uh, kind of portfolio, if you like. But yeah, I love it every week. And then this week is no exception. I'm just delighted to welcome Sophia Iqbal to the Northern Power Women podcast, who has got a range of experience in campaign and social media management, PR, copywriting, account management and event planning, which we all love. We all love bringing people together with a real passion for EDI and creating inclusive spaces for everyone. Sophia, welcome to the podcast. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, it's brilliant. Like I say, every week, it's fantastic to have these conversations. And I love, I always look, hearing about like, kind of like, the, the ups and the lows and the roller coasters that we all have, you know. So share with us some of your key highlights and challenges that you've encountered across your your last sort of three years within the industry. So I feel really lucky. I've only been in the industry three years, but I've had quite a few highlights. Obviously, with that comes challenges. Um, in terms of highlights, I suppose, I think the awards that I've won in the past three years have, have really kind of filled me with a sense of pride. Um, so. First of all, the Talk Talk Northwest Women in Tech Awards, I won the Rising Star category. That was really exciting because I, I wasn't expecting it at all um, to go on to be on the future list for Northern Power Women. That was amazing. Um, so, yeah, they're probably my two main highlights. I think I've had little highlights in between in terms of client work. Um, and, yeah, I think client satisfaction here and clients you know, who are really happy with the work that I'm producing, being able to lead on campaigns so early in my career yeah so obviously all of these highlights are really exciting and it, it gave me the courage to kind of, and the confidence to know that you know I can do much more and, and I'm still early in my career and I've got a long way to go and what about the challenges you know um how do you deal with those and um and who do you go to uh, for support to help you through those so I think the funny thing is with the challenges is they always do turn into highlights because I think with me, my first year in industry, I I learned so much because I kind of got thrown into the deep end and that's not a bad thing for me. I think I learn really well when I kind of have to, you know, learn for myself and teach myself. And obviously I've had really great mentors and the, the businesses that I've worked in and I've had really great managers. But I think the fact that, you know, my first year, I I was doing the comms internally for one of the companies and, and I did it by myself and I had the, the freedom to kind of, you know, do what I wanted with it and take it where I wanted to go. So that was really challenging. 
um and you know day to day it was it was quite stressful but in that I learned so much so everything that I've learned today is probably mostly from that first year so that was a big challenge um and yeah I think the the only way I've overcome that is kind of reaching out to people um and you know getting help wherever I can I always I say that to people all the time you know never be afraid to speak up so yeah, th- those challenges have always turned into opportunities for me. And I think that's such a positive way to look at it. I think it's, we did a webinar uh, not so long ago and it was about the philosophy. You know, sometimes it's that what you learn from kind of the 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 failing, you know, and the failing fast and, and picking yourself back up or, or, or using it as that point of learning. And But, you know, equally sort of often it's not just the challenges, it's sometimes the barriers that are in the way. And, you know, you you been in the industry three years but what do you think are some of those barriers that um people are early professionals like yourself eth- you know ethically diverse females place in the professional world um and and how do we not just overcome them but just knock them down so they're gone forever yeah I think there's two sides to that I think you know ethnically diverse people not you know women and men I think we do face barriers and then also kind of being early careers that you know it's two separate things and then when you put them together it's a lot and it can be quite overwhelming for people in their early careers I think for ethnically diverse females especially you know it's hard I think the word overcome is really difficult because we can't overcome something that is you know inflicted by other people um so I I probably the way I see it is is looking at challenging and kind of rising to the challenge in that aspect so I suppose you know there's barriers like microaggressions um, and you know institutional racism because it's never kind of black and white in your face and I think especially in this country people are kind of discreet with their racism so it, it makes it harder in the workplace because you know you can't call something out when it's not so evidence-based so, you know, people are facing all, all kinds of discrimination in the workplace that they can't or they might not necessarily feel comfortable to talk about. So it's not up to us to kind of, you know, change that. It's up to the behaviour of the people that are inflicting it. Well, the only way we can kind of get past that is challenging it and it's speaking up and it's having that direct communication with your line managers or, you know, people in power and yeah, and I think as well, another aspect of this is mentorship and it's something that I've really took advantage of and I know we'll come on to that soon, but I think especially for ethnically diverse people and, and early careers in general, you need people to reach out to for that guidance because, you know, you might not have that inside your workplace or even if you do, it's nice to get externally. Um, so I was actually part of a mentoring scheme last year called MIFA, Media for All, and it was for ethnically diverse people who were in the industry and, you know, were facing these barriers, but they didn't have anyone to talk to. Or even if you weren't facing them, you could potentially in the future. I think that was the position that I was in. I, I, you know, I've, I've always worked for really inclusive businesses, but there's always a chance that in the future, you know, it might not always be that case. So it's nice to have someone, and you know, my mentor, she was only a couple of years older than me. But, you know, it's someone to relate to and it's someone to talk to about those issues that other people might not actually understand. Um, So, yeah, I think in terms of like overcoming or challenging, as I'd like to put it, it's, you know, reaching out to people, getting people on your side, communicating directly and not letting anything kind of sweep under the rug because then obviously that's not getting fixed. and yeah, so communication, I'd say, is definitely the thing. And and like you've just highlighted there, it's lots of things. It's not just not just one thing, you know. It's there's no just one 
direct rate to fix this. You know, talked about discrete racism there as well. You know, the fact that because it's not evidence based, you can't just call it out. So that's where that's where that you need your allies and your mentors and and your cheerleaders around you, don't you, to help, kind of help you go through that. And it can be really lonely to kind of you know, be early in your career, be diverse in in any aspect. Um, and as you say, you need allies, you need people on your side and you need people to relate to. So it can you can feel more comfortable tackling these issues. Absolutely. And to talk to us about your role models, you know, you've already talked about having a, a mentor. And I think that's really interesting that you talked about your mentor um, in the last programme that you're part of only being a couple of years older than you. And I think there's something really, really powerful about relatable role models. I, I'm a firm believer that everyone can give or gain. Everyone can give back and, you know, and, and pass on those knowledge, skills. And, 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 and often it's just time, isn't it? Just giving time. So I think there is something about that having someone that is just a, a little bit ahead of you um, and not ahead of you in a race, just ahead of you and potentially in, in experience. So talk to me about other mentors and role models that have had a real kind of impact on on you and your journey. So I'm such a massive advocate for mentorship. Um, I think there's so much you can learn on both sides. You know, if you're a mentor or a mentee, you're guaranteed to kind of get that experience and advance your own personal self. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm big on mentorships. I've had a few. I've had, um, I did the, obviously the Me for Mentoring last year and that was really helpful for, for, you know, the aspect of being diverse and having someone to relate to. I've also had another mentor who, um, is quite a bit older than me and he adds a completely different perspective to the, the girl who was my mentor who was only a couple of years older. And it was, it's really important to have those different perspectives, I think, because you have someone who, who might only be a year or two older than you, but you, they can relate to and you can you have shared experiences. But then you also have someone else who's really experienced, got loads of wisdom um, and can teach you so many things. And my mentor, Leon, was just being like absolutely incredible for the past year. And, and it's funny because I didn't meet, I met him really accidentally. I met him at an event and, I, and there was nowhere to sit at this event. And there was one seat next to him and I said, oh, you know, can I sit there? And it, it was, we just hit it off instantly. And it was, it was a really like random moment of meeting him. Um, but instantly I knew that because we hit it off and because he had so much experience, I knew that he could help me. And so I instantly just asked him to be my mentor. And, and for the past year, he's helped me so much in terms of, I think, just navigating the industry because, and this is another reason why mentors are so important. There's so many people like myself who started in the industry and I didn't know anyone. I, I come from a working class family. I'm the first person in my family to graduate. I didn't have people around me who, you know, whose mum's cousin has a business and can give me work experience. And there's so many people who are like that and they don't have those connections in the industry. So that's why I think it's really important to reach out and I'd say to anyone, you know, who who do, who is in that position and doesn't have mentors and doesn't know anyone, literally reach out. Like you have nothing to lose. And that was kind of what I did. I reached out to Leon and said, you know, will you be my mentor? And since then, like I've my, my career has just not took off, but it, you know, it's advanced so much in a way that it wouldn't. I think if I was alone, I didn't have that guidance. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm absolutely massive on mentorship. Yeah. As are we, role models and mentoring, I think, is it just the heart and the DNA of everything we do. And we do these, I think you've been part of them that we do on the our monthly speed mentoring and it's you know where we do these virtual events and it's designed for exactly 
that to have this one conversation. You might not be sure which direction it's going to go in, but sometimes it's just that talking to someone. It is literally sitting next to someone in the only seat and having that conversation and almost a bit awkward. You just never know where it'll go, right? And your relationship has been a year. Sometimes these relationships might only be a couple of weeks or a couple of hours, but I think that importance. Was that your first mentor, Sophia? Um, so yes, it was around the same time that I got onto the NIFA mentor. And so I, luckily I had both of them at the same time. Um, and I've recently just joined the Bloom mentoring scheme for women in industry. So I think, it, you know, all of these schemes are, are, are literally amazing, but it's, it, you know, you can have multiple mentors at one time. And I think having those different perspectives and the different levels of experiences is really important and taking advantage of, you know, and, and also like not having an ego and, and understanding that you're not going to know everything and other people can teach you so much and you know you need to be teachable you need to be that sponge and just taking everything in because it's the only way you you kind of going to get anywhere I think and just you know if you hadn't have sat next I'm just fascinated by this if you hadn't have been had that that empty chair moment or you know you um onto the onto the program before then would you have ever considered would you have thought oh I must have a mentor was that something that was on your radar when you were going through uni or college or you know just entering the workplace or was this just a a bit of fate that all came together to be honest I, I always want to talk about this this story with Leon it literally is fate and I think I think people starting out in their careers whether you're in uni or you're going into your first job you don't actually understand the, the value of having a mentor and even if you don't want to call it a mentor just having someone to talk through or someone to kind of you know be a sounding board for, for everything that you're going through and everything any questions that you have so it definitely wasn't I didn't have a plan to have a mentor um but I think as so at that point I was probably about a year and a half into my career and I knew that there was things that I didn't know and I knew that I wasn't you know, you can't get everything from your workplace. You, you need external people who are going to bring different perspectives that, you, that you're already getting. Um, so, yeah, it definitely wasn't planned. But I think as soon as you, you find someone who you can kind of click with, you instantly see the benefit. So then from then, I've kind of, I knew that it was going to, it was only going to go further and I could only learn more from other people as well. Uh, we all need a Leon. There you go. That's the end. <laughs> But can you share, other than finding that magic seat, which clearly was the case on that given day, can you share that sort of that moment in your career so far where you felt that sense of accomplishment or fulfillment? It's the seat, isn't it? It's got to be the seat, you know, Leon aside, right? Well, what, what was that? What was that moment? What was that kind of like ta-da moment? Because, you know, we've talked about you getting recognised, um, you know, receiving awards. Amazing. It's fantastic to high five those achievements. But is there... Uh, you know, anything else in that moment where you've gone, you know what, I'm high-fiving that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, I think it was the Talk Talk Award just because I I wasn't even a year into my career at that point and I, it absolutely was so unexpected. Um, and it's it's like such a funny story as well because my manager at the time, she she nominated me. But she like did it really casually. And I remember we were on our way to um, an award ceremony and she just in the car was like text on my phone. She was like, oh, by the way, like I've nominated for this award. And I was like, OK, like, cool. Like, and I just didn't really think anything of it. And, and I was just like, OK, whatever. And I didn't really expect anything to come of it. And then the day before the awards, I hadn't heard anything. So I just thought like I wasn't going to I wasn't shortlisted. And then they emailed me to say, oh, uh, congratulations again on being shortlisted, but I hadn't received that first email. 
So I had no idea that I was even shortlisted. So I had to call them up and be like, are you sure that this is right? And just kind of like scramble to get to the awards the next day. And then obviously like when I was there, it, it was just like, it was really impressive in terms of all of the people that were there. And it was the first awards that they put on and Gary Neville was there. He was hosting. And I was like, this is just so like, this is not, this is like out of my league. And I, I didn't even think that I was going to win it. So I think when I did, it was like, you know, as I mentioned before, it's such a confidence boost because if you can achieve that within your first year, it's like, it's only up from there. And that was the way that I seen it. Um, that was the way that I saw it. So yeah, that was like my moment of, oh my God, this is like insane, but you know, I'm really happy and I'm really proud about it. So yeah. And so you should be. I was at those awards too. It was brilliant. You had Andy Byrne in there and the CEO, Tristia, didn't you? Tristia Harrison, a talk talk. It was fantastic. It was such a buzz. It was a brilliant room. It was like that electric room. It was fantastic. Now, you've got lots of different experience, even in, you know, sort of, you know, the first few years. How have these different experiences shaped your approach to, to work? So I think having diverse experience in terms of clients, especially if you're agency-based, it gives you diversity of thought. Um, so, you know, there's so uh, the way that I would see myself maybe three years ago, I, I probably would have like a set, a set kind of um, category of clients that I would go for and that I would want to work for. And since then, I've worked with clients that just absolutely like I wouldn't have seen myself kind of having a relationship with or, or producing work for. So, for example, like the logistics sector, foods and drink export and even like law um, and now most recently property, they're not industries that I saw myself going into and I think it's really important to always kind of like put yourself it throw yourself into it because you know I didn't see myself in these industries and now I have and I've actually really enjoyed them and I really learned so much from them so now I'm at the point where and I'm sure going forward I'll be at this point where I can I can tackle things head on and go well I've learned this from this client and had like this really really niche experience with this client and it, it puts you in a position where you can always kind of recall different things and use it you know whenever you need it and um, so yeah I think it, I'm, I'm really happy that I've had that that diverse experience because you probably wouldn't expect it and it, it's it's actually really funny when I think back to the things that I've done the, the you know the the clients that I've worked with because I just I wouldn't expect myself to work with them um, and also like really enjoy it. And I think this, I love that. I always love the different experiences. Nobody has that one straight line and one, you know, it, it's just this industry or it's just this journey. I, I think you could just learn. I think there's so much cross sector learning and so much cross, you know, that you can bring in. So, and finally, what's next for you? You know, looking ahead, you've achieved amazing things so far. What's next for you on your professional adventure? <laughs> well, thank you. Um, oh, such a loaded question. <laughs> um, I think for the future, I definitely, I'm, I'm really big on like learning. I think, especially at the point that I'm at in my career now, and, and you know, probably for the next couple of years, there's so much to learn. And I think, you know, I mentioned being a sponge and, and being open to new opportunities and stuff, and that has helped me so much. And I think that probably will go on to help me because I think when you're open to these opportunities, that you probably wouldn't put yourself forward for or you might think you're not interested in that is where the experience comes um so I think the next few years I want to kind of I want to be open to as much as I can I want to learn as much as I can and I'd also like to become a mentor I think you know I've, I've had first-hand experience of how 
um, crucially like valuable mentorship is and I want to be able to almost give that back and and have that sense of like okay I've, I've helped someone and I've kind of given it back I think that's so important I think that relationship between the a mentor and a mentee is really really valuable um, and as I said there's so much to learn from from each side you know just because you, you might be more experienced than someone you can still learn so much from them um, so yeah and I think you know I've just started in the property industry and I'm really like I'm really excited about that and I think I want to kind of get to know that a bit more and um, that's you know sparked an interest in me and I want to get to know the industry more I want to get to know the people and yeah, hopefully see where that takes me. Absolutely. And I think it's building that network. I think when you, I look back at my career and I think the different people that I've met along the way, I've got, there's such a diverse mix of network as well. And you never know where that comes back. You never know where that comes back into play. But I'm, I'm so delighted that you said you were going to put yourself forward as a mentor as well. Because I think that's the whole thing, isn't it? I think when you receive, it's not like you've got to give because you've received there's just something that's got to inspire and motivate you to be you are a relatable role model you're a, you know an amazing um professional who's like achieved so much so far so it's I'm so glad that you're going to be passing that on as well and Sophia it's been just an absolute joy um to chat with you today I say every every month I love having these conversations every week sorry <laughs> every week I love having these conversations because everything's a different journey and there's always and it's the excitement and the passion that you come across um you know your journey so far especially around the mentors so Sophia thank you so much for joining me today thank you so much thank oh. you for having me oh and thanks all of you for listening we love it we love getting the feedback we love hearing your sort of takeaways that you get from these podcasts as well so please do um keep sharing that with us and join us on all all our socials at North Power Women on Twitter and Northern Power Women on all the others and don't miss any of these episodes on our pathway to power you can find them anywhere that you get your podcasts and do recommend as well um, we are on a mission of joining our professional and personal development empowering each other find out about everything that's going on, on our digital platform we are power.net my name is Simone this is the Northern Power Women podcast and what goes on media production <laughs>